quick, drop what you're doing and shut up, because it's time for Spacey's. Join us as we blast off into a universe of distant future outer space adventure. Long after humanity has evolved beyond war, national boundaries, and the racial inequality that is an inevitable and inescapable part of capitalism, the united people of Earth finally venture out into the stars. Spacey's follows two humans named Commander Rash Blasterbelt and Ensign Jock Jr., who, along with their shipboard artificial intelligence Charles, travel the universe looking for adventure. They are intergalactic space guardians, and it's their mission to explore space, protect the innocent, and guard the universe from bad guys at all costs. They may not be the heroes this universe needs or deserves, but they're the ones it gets. When last we left our heroes, they were right in the middle of a super boring adventure where they were essentially standing around waiting for alien bad guys called Barclayans. Will the Barclayans ever show up? Did Jock write an essay about circles? Wasn't there a something a couple episodes ago about a time vortex? Find out the answers to, honestly, none of these questions in tonight's episode, Gnarled Barclay. Our story begins in just a moment, but first... Hello, my name is Nana Curley. You may remember me from such species episodes as The Three Space Coteers or Rash and Jock Meet the Space Mummy. In fact, really loyal species fans, or spans as at least one person calls them, will remember that I played General Dan Manly Guy in last week's episode. But even the most knowledgeable spans will be surprised to know that species is, and has always been available in its entirety, completely for free. Unlike so many other podcasters and online content creators, we will never ask you to sign up for a Patreon or make some content exclusively available to premium members. Species is made by people who like nerdy sci-fi with mediocre to okay jokes for people who like nerdy sci-fi with mediocre to okay jokes. We will never sell out or ask you for money. That's our Species guarantee. Or if you prefer our... Bear on tea. And now for tonight's adventure. Our heroes are still standing guard on the hourglass-shaped bridge of Vladagon, a long bridge that stretches through an expanse of space. They wear space helmets to keep from dying and play guessing games to pass the time. Are you an animal? Yes. Are you a mega whale from the planet... you always get it right away? Why do you always choose the same thing? Isn't it obvious, Jock? Mega whales have the largest dong of any species ever recorded. I will never understand why you equate the size of one's genitals with some kind of self-worth. Hey, here comes Charles in that cool robot body. That thing's so handy. I know. Why have we never used it before? Just think of all the dangerous situations we've gone running into risking our own lives when we could have just sent in Charles in that robot body to do it for us. But sir, don't you love running into dangerous situations? No. The only thing I love is sitting here on this bridge. Me too. I never want to do anything else. I hope we stay here forever. Hello, says. How are you? Great. Just another perfect day? 
here on the bridge of Latagon? Is it a day? Time doesn't really mean anything anymore. Yeah, I gotta admit, I don't remember what our lives were even like before we came here. And I gotta say, I don't miss it. Whatever it was. Me either. Me either. It feels great to be here, following the orders of General Manly Guy, the head and leader of all ISG operations. Ah, General Manly Guy. I love that man. He's just the best. Suddenly, a bright red light flashes obnoxiously over everything in sight, forcing our heroes to squint and go, Wug? What's happening? Wug? What's happening? And then, as quickly as it appeared, the light shrinks down. Not completely, but to the size of a pinprick on the distant horizon. As if resting far away down the length of the space bridge, where it pulses blinkingly like a tiny beacon. What is that? Oh, probably nothing. You think it could be the Barclayans General Manly Guy ordered us to wait here for? Oh, no, probably not. Well, Barclayans are typically the size of moons, but they're also able to alter their appearance, so that tiny red dot could absolutely be a Barclayan. Should we go check it out, sir? Let's send Charles. Good idea. Actually, Saz, I need to go back to the ship to recharge. This robot body keeps running out of battery. But I wouldn't be concerned with that tiny blinking red light. (laughs) I'm sure it will go away in a moment. Yeah, go recharge, Charles. Jock, you check out the light. I'll cover you from here. Aye, aye, sir. As Ensign Jock Jr. dutifully trots away, Charles' robot body seems to hesitate and then turns to walk toward the ship, but then stops and turns back around to face Commander Blasterbelt with robotic yet earnest urgency. Commander, can you hear me? Uh, yeah, you're standing right there. You're there? Yep, I'm right here. Same place I've been for the last several... weeks? Months? How long? Listen, I don't know how long I will be able to communicate with you. This is very important. Do not trust me. The robotic head of Charles' robotic body suddenly jolts to the side in a jarringly unnatural and even unrobotic way. Ahem! (laughs) What was I saying? I have no idea. Right! I'm off to the ship to recharge... I'll be right back. You do that. Meanwhile, quite a ways down the bridge... Hmm. There's the blinking red light. Better be careful before I approach. I'll set my blaster to detect life. Click, click, click. There we go. Pew! 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 Ding! Nothing. Hmm. So it's not alive. Maybe detect harmful energy. Click, 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 click. No harmful energy either. In fact, no sign of anything at all. As if it's not even there. Well, I guess it's okay to approach then. 
Jock strides warily up to the light emanating from the ground, realizing that... Looks almost like one of the warning lights we have all over the ship. There's something significant about the way it's flashing. Oh! It's Spore's code! The outer space version of Morse code that works with any language in the universe! But what's it saying? Let's see. Short flash, short flash, pause. Long flash, short flash, long flash, pause. Jock, nothing is real. Tell the commander. Setting 17. What? What's setting 17? Huh? The light's gone. Oh well, guess Charles was right, and it really was nothing to worry about. We'll return to our story right after a brief message. Your free trial of Spacey's Niles Barclay has expired. To continue enjoying this Spacey's episode, please log into your premium streaming account. To start a premium streaming account, enter your credit card number, full name and date of birth, billing address, and email. Processing. 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 Failed. Your free trial of Spacey's Nas Barkley has expired. To continue enjoying this Spacey's episode, please log into your premium streaming account. To start a premium streaming account, enter your credit card number, full name and date of birth, phone number, billing address, mother's maiden name, email password, favorite Pokemon, and blood type. Processing. 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 Processing failed. Your free trial of Spacey's Gnarls Barclay has expired. To continue enjoying the Spacey's episode, please log into your premium streaming account. To start a premium streaming account, enter the name of your first childhood crush, the secret dream you never share with even your closest loved ones, and your reason for living. Processing. 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 Processing failed. What the hell? Uh, TLT does not support this message. And now, back to Spacey's. Hey, Ensign. What was the deal with that light? Huh? Oh. Um. I can't really remember. It wasn't anything to worry about. Where's Charles? Still recharging. Hello, Saz. Oh, I guess he's back. Charles, I gotta say, that robot body of yours is quite impressive. Admittedly, you have to recharge it a lot, but it's so fast. It doesn't seem to take you much time at all to get from here to the ship and back. You are correct, sir. This robotic body is a true marvel. I'm so glad we got it. Where did we get it again? Oh, sirs, I'm getting an incoming call from General Dan Manly Guy. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Answer the call, Charles. The robotic mouth of the robotic body Charles is piloting opens, and out of it comes a gruff, authoritative voice. How are my two favorite intergalactic space guardians doing? Oh, we're great, sir! Status report. Still no sign of any Barclans, but that's fine with us. We love it here, just knowing we're making you proud. Good to hear. Keep it up, men. 
If it were up to me, I'd let you take a break. But we can't leave that bridge unguarded, even for a second. It's protocol. And you two wouldn't want to go against protocol, now would you? Oh no, sir, I'd never go against protocol. Rules are important. That's what I love to hear. Anything else I should be aware of? Any strange lights or messages in sports code or anything? Nope. Actually, sir, there was something, but I'm having a hard time remembering. Good. A good space guardian never remembers. They just blindly do what I tell them. And whatever it is you can't remember, it's absolutely unimportant. The only thing that matters is staying put on that bridge and not paying attention to anything weird that might happen. Unless the weird thing is the Barclayans showing up, right? What? Oh, uh, yeah. Pay attention to them if they come, I guess. Anyway, keep up the good work, men. You're making me proud. Click. That sounded like a very positive call with the general manly guy. Boy, I'll say. He's such an inspiration. I must say, I really look up to and admire him. Who doesn't? Sir, there was something weird when I went to check out that red light. What red light? The one that, uh, I can't quite remember. Forget about it, Ensign. Don't you remember what the general said? Yeah? Don't pay attention to anything weird. Charles is right, Jock. Just relax, like me. I'm perfectly happy to lay here looking up at the stars, all majestic and tiny and looking like they spell out some kind of message in the sky. What? What? Yeah, look. I never noticed before, but from here... The constellations look like they're in the shape of words. Don't look at that. I, uh, I need to recharge again. I'll be right back. But don't look up at that, the, um... Once again, Charles' robotic head jolts sideways and shakes uncontrollably. Look at the stars. Look at the stars. Look at the... <laughs> My apologies. I'll, I'll be right back. And with that, Charles, the artificial intelligence in a robot body, sprints away. I don't get that guy. Sir, the constellations don't just look like they're spelling something out. They are. Blaster setting 17. What do you think that means? It probably means we should do as we're told and ignore it. Ensign, the most important thing in life is obedience to authority and blindly following rules. My blaster doesn't have a setting 17. I've never even heard of it. Have you heard of orders and obeying authority? Because that's the most important- Commander, let me see your blaster. Okay. Let me look at your settings here. Awesome. Lick. Kill. Click. Dispense cologne. Click. Setting 17. There it is! But what does it do? Should I fire it and see what happens? Jock, if I've said it once, I've said it a quintillion times. Questioning authority is bad. You're always trying to act rashly and just jump headfirst into adventure, and I constantly have to remind you to stop and follow the orders of our superiors. You do? Something doesn't seem right about that. Right. Wrong. 
These are questions for General Manly Guy to ask, not us. Ours is not to reason why. Ours is but to do and die. Alfred Lord Tennyson. Did you just quote a poem? That's it. I'm firing it. From the Commander's Blaster, Ensign Jock Jr. fires four short blasts of Gamma Energon Laser. Pew, 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 pew! And the blasts zoom off into space. But rather than flying away into the literal infinity of the universe, they smash into the starry expanse above our heroes as if they were inside of a dome rather than, again, the literal infinity of the universe. From the impact of the blast, a crack forms spreading over the sky and onto the bridge of Vladagon itself, seeming to shatter absolutely everything surrounding Jock Jr. and Rash Blaster Belt. What did you do? I don't know! The universe explodes into shards of glass, spraying and colliding around our heroes before vanishing into nothing. When all the craziness and commotion has ended, Commander Blasterbelt and Ensign Jr. find themselves standing in a bare rectangular gray room. Wow! What do you think just happened? I bet we'll find out, but not until after this quick break. Hello! I'm Nana Curley, and you may remember me from such species' fake commercial breaks as the one I did 10 minutes ago. It's come to our attention that some audience members of tonight's show have been the victim of online hackers, asking them for payment and telling to input personal information. As a reminder, we will never ask you for money or charge you anything. Even though we could all certainly use the cash right now, we're stubbornly sticking to the principle of making this stuff for free. We here at Spaces take the security of our fans. We here at Spaces take the security of our fans seriously. To find out if your personal or financial information may have been compromised, enter your full name and date of birth, credit card number, social security number, number of previous sexual partners. No, had. no, 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 no. How does she keep getting through the impenetrable Zoom security? Sorry, folks, won't happen again. And now, back to tonight's Spacies. Where are we? It looks like we're inside the simulation training room aboard the Urbaniac. But how did we get here? I can't remember what happened. It doesn't matter. We need to get back out on that bridge or General Manly Guy will be furious with us. You're right, sir. We better call him and let him know we're sorry for abandoning our post and we're on our way back now. Our two determined heroes rush to the door of the simulation room, but before they can exit... They hear the voice of Charles over the ship-wide communication system speakers. Commander, Anson, can you hear me now? You've been trapped inside a simulation. We're all in grave danger. Charles, shut up about whatever stupid thing you're talking about and open a call to General Manly Guy immediately. Who? To General Manly Guy. What do you mean, who? General Dan Manly Guy? The leader of all ISG operations? Last time my ISG records were updated, the head of ISG Outer Galaxy Operations was Director Ree Jean Cook. And he was on Earth, a planet currently outside our communication range. What? He may have stepped down since the last time we were on Earth. But there is absolutely no one in my recordings with the name Manly Guy. Dan. Manly Guy. 
you were just talking about how much you admire and look up to him. I certainly was not. Charles, how do you not remember? He sent us to the Bridge of Latigon. He called a couple of times to make sure we were following protocol. And Commander Blasterbelt said he'd never go against protocol. Okay, you're right. Something weird's going on. That's what I've been trying to tell you. Whatever you think you've been doing this whole time, you haven't. You've been inside a simulation that's affecting your minds. None of that was real. All the time we spent standing out there on the bridge of Latigon, it was... Just an illusion created by the ship's hologramic light simulation technology. You've been trapped in it for over five hours. Five hours? It felt like five years! But it wasn't just the location. I... I... thought differently, like an illusion in my mind. Hologramic light simulation technology can't do that. Yes. We're dealing with something much more complex, and it's not just affecting you two. Something or someone has taken over the ship. So... There's no General Dan Manley guy. But I have memories of looking up to him, of wanting him to approve of me. I know, sir. Me too. Which actually doesn't make sense, because I don't need approval from anybody. I'm great! It's like somebody was inside my mind, switching stuff around. It was... Horrifying. Yeah. I believe I can relate... I've lost all connection to the Urbaniac. Whoever or whatever is controlling the ship has locked me out of navigational systems. But I can tell the engines are at full power. Wherever we're headed, we're going there fast. I might be able to take back control if I can get to the engine room. Can you open the door? No. It's taking everything I've got to be able to communicate with you now without being detected. Well, use that robot body of yours to smash the door open. You can fix it later. What? Robot body. That was fake, too? Sir, try and keep up. Whoever's doing this is going to pay. I don't like having my brain fussed with. I agree, Commander, but first we need to find a way out of the simulation room. Right. Maybe if we set our blasters to open door. That won't work, Commander. I managed to hide the message in the stars telling you to fire your blaster on setting 17, but not without the thing controlling the ship noticing. It's likely that your blasters have been deactivated. Can you turn them back on? I can try, but I'll lose the ability to hide myself from... <laughs> the hologramic light simulation technology of the Urbaniac Simulation Training Room whirs to life, conjuring the shape of a tall, authoritative figure with a strong chin and intimidating eyebrows. Our heroes recognize it immediately as the image of the man they once temporarily thought of as their superior. General Manly Guy. What did you do to Charles? Concern for an artificial intelligence subordinate whom you don't even like? Earthians are so fascinating. Fascinate this! 
Commander Blasterbelt rushes forward to attack the figure, but just before he can strike, the image of General Manly Guy snaps his fingers and vanishes, and Rash falls to the floor. The figure rematerializes at the other end of the room. And, easily manipulated and controlled, even Rash Blasterbelt, who prides himself on being a man of action and individuality, can be transformed into an obedient little space dog with nothing more than some photo-hypnotic light. How dare you! Threatening us and our ship is one thing, but you have no right to mess with our minds. Your minds? Yes. I've looked all around inside your minds. What an inefficient way for a species to function. I swear I will kill you. Quiet, boy. The simulated general snaps his fingers, and flashes of multi-spectrum pulse frequency color wash over Commander Blasterbelt's face. Jock! Until the commander crumples to the floor unconscious. Pathetic. Who are you? What do you want? Who I am is unimportant. And for now, I want to show you something. At the snap of the general's fingers, the simulation room disappears. And suddenly Jock is in space. General Manly Guy's nowhere to be seen, but looming in front of the ensign, massive and gentle, is the image of a blue and green planet. Earth? You wanted to show me Earth? Yeah, I've seen it. I'm from there. Is that where we're going now? Questions, questions. Just watch. Suddenly, and without warning, the image of the planet Earth explodes into a horrific fireball of destruction and death. The fire spreads over everything, consuming Jock in orangey-red fear and chaos. After a moment, Jock Jr. opens his eyes despite not realizing he had ever closed them. Where? He sits up and finds that he's in the middle of a pleasant outdoor courtyard. Earthian young adults in their late teens and early twenties walk around playing invisible frisbee or carrying laser textbooks. Sitting patiently on the ground next to him is General Dan Manly Guy. Who? Perhaps the mistake I made last time was allowing you and Commander Blasterbelt to remain together. That, and of course, not keeping a close enough watch on your ridiculous ship's AI. After reading your mind again, I think this setting will be much more potent. Goodbye, Ensign Jr. General Manly Guy snaps his fingers and disappears. Staring at the place the figure had been, Jock sees a banner waving in the breeze a few feet away. Its blue and white colors and triangular insignia are familiar and comforting to him. It is the banner of the Intergalactic Space Guardians Training School, the ISG Academy. Jock, what are you doing laying on the ground, you weirdo? Huh? Yeah, get up! You're gonna be late for class! Oh, hey, Lila. Hey, Moose. (laughs) Hey, Queeklax. I was just... There was... Something important, but... More important than our plasma physics midterm? You know Professor Flagnorock's gonna be a real jerk about being on time. Right. You're my friends, and I'm in college. <laughs> Good one, Quicklex. Here, Jock, I'll help you up. Thanks. What? That's how the episode ends? Who is General Dan Manly Guy, and why is he taking over the ship? What happened to Charles? What happened to Rash? And where is the Urbaniac headed? I sure as hell hope we get to find out in next week's episode, Manly Guy, Deadly Foe, Part 1. 
Tonight's episode of Spaces, Gnarls Bar Clay, was written by Paul Richter and starred Frank Roberts as Ensign Jock Jr., Paul Richter as Commander Rash Blasterbelt, Genevieve Ferrari as Jock's college friend, Lila Starchild, Thomas Robinson as the narrator and Jock's other college friend, Moose Haverford, Dylan Twiner as Charles and Jock's alien college friend, Queeclax the Mermalian, and me, Nana Curley, as General Dan Manley Guy. Species was produced by Dylan Twiner and recorded in Seattle, Washington, Arvada, Colorado, and Tacoma, Washington.